Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. One, two, three. Welcome to the Rap Report with your host, Andrew Rappaport, where we provide biblical interpretation and application. This is a ministry of striving for eternity and the Christian podcast community. For more content or to request a speaker for your church, go to strivingforeternity.org. Well, welcome to another edition of the Rap Report. I'm your host, Andrew Rappaport. I'm joined by Bud. Bud, how's sunny Florida today? You know, Andrew. Greetings, first of all. Not sunny today, man. It's like 59 degrees. It's raining. It's almost like you're here. (laughs) Well, it is sunny outside here. I just don't know the temperature because it's, well, probably too cold to walk outside yet. (laughs) Well, you're, you're all cozy indoors, so yeah. Yeah, well, I'm still, still got the fireplace going indoors, so I'm waiting to do a fire outside, you know. But it's, it's, well, it's every now and then I'll buy one of those logs, you know, and put in our fireplace, which I don't even know why we really have them in Florida, but it was <laughs> fun ambiance. Uh, you know, you could just get one of those, those electric ones that they even give off the electric heat and it looks like it's a log on fire. And yeah, you well, I've work. gotten some really, there's some of those orange strips of paper and just put it on a fan and laid the fan on its back. So it blows up and it looks like those displays in some of the stores you see well you can't go to stores anymore so but you remember when yeah (laughs) that was that was bc before covid yeah before covid (laughs) yeah Uh, people are now going to identify everything as bc and ac right before covid (laughs) lockdowns and after i mean hey look 15 days to to slow the spread has turned into a full year oh yeah it's going to turn into four years probably Um, (laughs) four years what would that be tied to huh four years Um, what happens in four years kind of just coincidental yeah yeah probably things happen you know i i will say before we get started you know this year something didn't happen bud there was no reason rally oh and for folks that don't know for the past couple of years every four years uh the atheists would get together i mean they're not really atheists but they didn't they're suppressors of god but that's what we should call them we shouldn't call them atheists just call them suppressors of god yeah, so, suppressing okay. the truth. Yeah, yes. truth suppressors. Yeah, so the suppressors of the truth, aka atheists, would have this big rally, and they wanted to do it to show 
the politicians, because they do this in D.C., the, the clout of atheists. <clears throat> the first year they did it, <clears throat> they, well, they didn't have that many people show up. And they said it was because it rained. Though we still, the Christians, I striving fraternity, organized an outreach to the Reason Rally, and we we set up, we set up open air preachers at every corner around the National Mall, so that there was no way for any of them to get into the rally without passing us and getting tracks. So we covered every corner. Yeah, uh, I forget how many different, like sixteen or twenty four different teams that we set up. So we had a couple hundred people there. And they had a couple thousand people. And the four years later, they, they were going to show that they were a force to be reckoned with. They were predicting 30,000 people. And so I reached out to Ray Comfort and asked whether he'd come out for it and help us out. And so the most conservative numbers that we heard, and that was a beautiful day, by the way, but the most conservative numbers that we heard was that there were 5,000 people there, of which the Christians were over 1,000. We made up... 20% of the reason rally were the Christians. Well, <laughs> now, I mean, fundamentally, that's the way it should be. If you've rejected God, you've rejected reason. Uh, yeah. And, we're the and, only ones that have truth. So the, the, after that rally, the reason they said they didn't have the 30,000 is because everyone was afraid of those Christians that were going to show up. Now, I will, I will admit, they came out and... The, uh, I think, I, uh, what's his name now? The, the president of the American Atheist, uh, David uh, Silverstein. He's a Jewish guy. But um, anyway, he, he was, he called the police and restricted us. We had to be, they, basically, we were only allowed to be in an area where there were no people. The, the irony was that we, we ended up doing, Ray and his team did some open air. And the irony was, is that they moved us to do the open air where we were away from people. But they put us up on this hill. And so because yeah, we had so yeah. many people, all the atheists came over to see what was going on. <laughs> so it actually worked out better when they moved us. <laughs> it just didn't work the way they wanted. So they said they were, they, 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 I guess they didn't organize it this year. I guess the Christians were um, a stronger force in, in proclaiming truth than they were in suppressing it. <laughs> well, yeah, true. The, the, well, they were following the science. That's Probably. right. That's, that's right. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Because science says nothing. Scientists are the ones that speak. So, you know, Bud, before, before we get started, I do have to give you an announcement and uh, let you know, son. I, I, but I'm, I'm curious, how did you sleep last night? Um, it's been an early morning, uh, but pretty well. Well, I, I know what would have helped your sleep. The same oh, thing yeah. that helps my sleep. What you need is a MyPillow. That's what you need, my friend. Because if you had a my pillow. pillow, if you had a my pillow like I have a my pillow, you would sleep better. How do I know it? Because well, I own many my pillows. In fact, I do. I travel with my my pillow. When I come to see you, and I'm in that hotel, I have a my pillow with me. And we have now <clears throat> the Rap Report Podcast has now got a new sponsor, and it is my pillow. And so we have a promo code. If you want to get a my pillow, you can call a special number just for us one eight hundred. Eight seven three zero one seven six. I'll repeat that again. One eight hundred eight seven three zero one seven six, and use promo code SFE for striving for eternity. SFE, or you could just go to mypillow.com and again use this promo code SFE. So these are pillows that they never go flat. That's the thing I love about them. You can wash them, you could dry them as many times as you as you want. They maintain their shape. 
also, they're made right here in the USA. Uh, this is for a limited time. Mike Liddell, who's the owner, is offering the premium my pillows at the lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for under thirty dollars. It's regularly about seventy dollars, so you're saving forty dollars per pillow. There also, if you want to get the king size ones, those are only five dollars more. If you go to mypillow.com, just click on the radio listener square, use the promo code SFE. You can get other deep discounts on all their other products, including their 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 bed sheets, their mattress topper, their pill, their uh, pillows, their towels. They even have bathrobes, robe. Uh, but if you want to get yourself a bathrobe, so uh. all of that you can get by calling one eight hundred eight seven three zero one seven six and use promo code SFE. We are glad to have my pillow joining us as a sponsor to to basically promote. One of the best pillows that are out there, and you're also supporting Striving for Eternity and this podcast when you do so. So go to MyPillow.com, click the radio listeners, and use promo code SFE. Thank you very much for supporting them. Also, bud, I, ha- I have to show, you know, I have to put some up here. I did this on Apologetics Live, but uh, you sent me you sent me something. I really like it. You, you sent me a... Oh, yeah. I'm a doctor of divinity now. Yeah, I like this. Yes, sir. Congratulations. So for folks who listened to the episode we did last on, on Robbie Zacharias, and we talked about how easy it is to make your own, <laughs> you make your own, you, you know, Patreons will see this and they can, they can, they could see it or, or you'd have to go watch the Apologetics Live. But it's basically you, you downloaded a picture of, uh, a diploma from Universal Life Church Seminary. <laughs> and it says, your name here. And so you wrote in permanent marker, my name, where it says your name here. So Yeah, of course. I appreciate that. <laughs> now I, like Ravi Zacharias, could say I'm a doctor. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. But I, I like when Apologetics Live with uh, our friend Justin Pierce said, he said that the, this, I mean, because this is a solid frame you got here. And my, my wife said it would probably cost you more to ship than uh than the frame and then i I said yeah but the you know uh justin said yeah but the the frame costs more than the degree (laughs) oh wow since i paid nothing for the degree (laughs) so i hate to you know congratulations on the on the doctorate that that's that's an achievement that will last in your memory for a couple well, of minutes, so you probably move and take it off the wall and whatever. Oh, I wasn't planning. But on I was going to tell you, I, I I apologize. That that's exciting news on the my pillow thing. Seriously, um, my effort to get a sponsorship out of Hasbro with the Mister Potato Head that got boiled. Um, <laughs> I, I could. <laughs> so, so congratulations on your success there in sponsorship. Uh, mine's mine's fried <laughs> oh that's great well we we're we got a little bit of a different show for you folks today this is going to be uh well it's kind of a potpourri we we have a bunch of articles that have been just stacking up that we've been wanting to get to for well some time and they're they're ones where well they could probably take a whole show to be honest but we're, we're not going to do a whole show on any of them. We're going to try to just tackle as many as we can. And Bud is going to let us know what we're going to start with. We have, I don't know, what is this like? This looks like a dozen, dozen and a half articles we have. A dozen oh, and a half. wow, yeah, let me see. Yeah, uh, I've, I've printed them out. Uh, of course, you, you printed them. Have the videos. Can... 
see it. So um, I'm going to let you pick whichever ones you want to start with. And we're going to, we're just going to see how many we get through. We may have to do this as a two-parter and do one this week and one next week to finish up because there's just a lot of things in the news that we want to give some, a Christian perspective on. Well, you know, I think the biggest one um, that uh, there's just so much, (laughs) but the Equality Act. Yes. And particularly now you're no longer, I think this guy Nadler, Jerry Nadler in New York, uh, but you're familiar with him because you've live up there where well i used to live in new jersey yeah but you know uh i i left the communist state of new jersey and uh came to a a state where i'm allowed to carry guns and uh i'm not beat up as much when i don't wear masks and uh things like that so um, you want to start with his well yeah let's look at his uh representative jerry nadler defends the equality act and says uh actually i want to read the whole quote and uh, this was uh Pretty interesting. After hearing a dis, uh, 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 a, a representative um, speaking against the Equality Act, a guy Stuby, Representative Stuby, I think from Florida. That's uh, your state. Nadler, Nadler, what's his name? That's your state. You That's should know state. how to. You should yeah. know how to. I don't announce your representatives. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this guy Jerry Nadler expressed his dissatisfaction. He said, "Mr. Stuby, if I'm pronouncing that right." What any religious tradition describes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. Mm. Yeah. I think that sums up uh, the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the reality is that there's several things we could look at with that. I mean, we're going to have to get into the Equality Act, but my first yeah. thought of this, this claim itself, that God's will has nothing to do with what Congress is doing, shows that he doesn't understand God. He is in government. He's he's in the place of government that he's in because God allows it. It is God who sets up governments. It's God who, who uses governments. You know, many Christians, bud, think that, like, Biden getting in office was somehow against God's will. Like, we needed Trump. That was God's will. The reality is God uses nations even to teach his own people, People forget this. Read read the book of Jeremiah, and you'll see that Jeremiah prophesied that God would use a wicked—it was a wicked nation, a pagan nation of Babylon, and that they were going to come in and be God's instrument of justice, God's instrument of judgment on the nation of Israel, God's chosen people. God was going to bring this pagan, wicked nation in to bring Israel, his chosen people, into captivity— to curb them and cure them of idolatry. And that's exactly what happened. And then when those 70 years were done, God judged Babylon. So God uses nations for his own purposes. He sets up rulers. They're in that place because they're there to serve God's purpose. So that is God's will. So when he says, well, you know, this is not, you know, anything to do with God's will. Well, this is what scripture says, reading from Romans 13. Every person is to be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. Wait, say that part again. No. For there is no authority. No authority includes, I could be mistaken, but no authority includes, Mr. Nadler, it includes the United States Congress. So every person is to be subject, including Mr. Nadler, every person is to be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those 
which exist to establish are established by God. Therefore, anyone who resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who who have oppressed will receive condemnation upon themselves. So this is Romans 13, 1 and 2. It makes it crystal clear that every governing authority does so by God's will, and they're, they're established by God's will, and you obey them or, or, or resist them in either opposition to or submission to God's will. So I'm sorry, Mr. Nadler, but Congress is there to do God's bidding. Sometimes God's bidding, as we would see in Romans 1, is to bring judgment on a wicked, sinful nation. And Mr. Nadler, that's what you're part of. He's actually part of God's judgment because this nation has, has rejected God and his will, and they're in a oppression to the ordinance of God. And we have Jerry Nadler as the judgment of God, and he's a judgment upon himself as well. So very true, you know, and, and just speaking to that point, um, it, it always, I don't want to say amused me, but it, but it always concerned me that, uh, evangelicals, which evangelicals have now become really a political lobby. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really identified as a political lobby and certainly not a gospel steward given the antics that are going on in the visible church. But when, uh, the evangelical pack or lobby would get a conservative of any flavor on the ballot elected, it's God's man for the hour. But when it turns south, it's no longer God's man for the hour. No, this this man right now in the White House fits the same criteria. He's God's man for the hour. And it is just as you've indicated, because God s- establishes all authority. It is not accidental. Um, so the point is, uh, is we can amply see judgment. Yeah, and I think for too many Christians, they don't want to think about judgment. They, 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 they want a comf- comfortable Christianity. Yeah. Well, they they think that way, I believe, because they, they don't have, have an apprehension, first of all, of sovereignty. They profess it, but they don't really think it through to understand the implications of God's sovereignty over all things. He just You just read it. His authority, or all authorities are established by him. He is sovereign over all of that. You know, so they fail to apprehend that, and certainly— uh, in a spiritual, faithful sense, they fail to apprehend holiness. Um, so where do so where do you want to go next? Well, it, let's talk about the Equality Act a little bit. And there were a number of really helpful uh, articles uh, that I found. I know there are a lot more, but Heritage Foundation has some that are um, kind of the the practical implications from a political and social standpoint. Josh Bice had. Uh, a great article called the Equality Act and the Cost of Freedom. Uh, Gabe Hughes on his website, The Majesty's Men, had uh, had one titled "The Equality Act Makes Everyone Potato Heads." Um, but I found one. Ken Ham had written uh, "Answers in Genesis" um, that the Equality Act is set to destroy religious freedom, and I think that's the implication that we're most concerned with. We understand depravity in the culture, and we expect to see where it is going uh, and what is driving the Equality Act culturally. But the implications for the church, uh, I think, are critical for us to grasp. And I don't know that there is a lot of outrage among Christians. I, I have talked to a few folks about it. 
uh, most of them aren't familiar with it. They're more familiar with the restrictions on, you know, H.R. 1 uh, vote by mail than they are Equality Act, really. Yeah, and, th- and this actually, you mentioned something that I was going to hit on because this is the thing that's kind of frustrating me is that everyone seems to be more focused on the political um, things going on than the religious. The, the Equality Act is a direct attack on Christianity. That's the goal. Yeah. It's going to be something that's going to be used to shut down every church and every ministry. You're going to have to have, you're going to have to have, um, you know, a uh, someone that is LGBT on every board and an equal number. In California, this is already the case that even for nonprofits, even Christian charities, are going to have to have a a practicing homosexual on the board, at least one, unless they have, what is it, uh, uh, if they have six members, then they have to have two or three, so to, to, to be equal, to be fair. And this is what we're, what we're seeing now. Now, the Equality Act itself it, it is something that is, the argument is to, to make everything equal. I mean, it always sounds good, doesn't it? We're, we're just making equality. It sounds like a good thing, but it's not equality. It, it is an attempt to suppress Christian views. Now, you don't see this being used against Muslims who have a much stronger view against homosexuality. Yeah. Christians, what we will do to someone that practices homosexuality is give them the gospel and try to get them to have truth and come to repentance. Muslims will throw you off a building and kill you. Which one is more dangerous? You know? Um, you think? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just a, a function of numbers and... Um, the 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 sense that America in some in some way had had come out of a Judeo Christian ethic, and not to mention that it's primarily identified with uh, white cisgendered uh, self proclaimed Christians. I mean, well, I I believe what it is. Just, there, there's a couple the factors. The, the number one factor, the number one factor, I would say, is probably because evil doesn't divide against evil. You know, they're they're on yeah. the same side. Good point. The, when you understand Islam, they will work within the political means until they have a majority, and then they will silence those that they disagree with. So there's an aspect where I think that their terrorism has worked, and the Marxists want to use the same kind of terrorism of fear. It's the fear of being canceled, losing your job, things like that, that is driving people now to say, well, we, we don't want to go against Muslims because... We're afraid of them. We don't want against go against the Marxists because we're afraid of them. So it's it's the same form of uh, same idea of terrorism. They're using the same playbook, I think, and so they they know how the playbook works, and they don't want to they they want as many in their camp as they can. Yeah. The, but the, the the goal will be silence the Christians, silence the Jewish people. Then when they go to silence the Muslims, the Muslims will rise up and. <laughs> I've always said this, atheism versus Islam, Islam wins, because atheists have nothing to live for other than this life. Muslims are looking at a, a, they have a wrong view of it, but they're looking at an eternal life. So they have something beyond this world to fight for. And so the atheists will give up. That's, That's my thinking. No, I think that's right. Now, when it comes to the comment you made, though, H.R. 1, H.R. 1 is this bill about voting, where they want to nationalize the voting and basically make what we had in this past year's election nationwide for all elections. Have have the mail-in ballots that worked very well for Democrats to pull off a coup. It, it was not voter fraud, by the way. 
It was not, um, you know, election tampering. It was a coup. Let's call it what it was. We, we need to stop giving in to the Marxist language and, you know, calling it capital riots. No, riots are, are where people are were doing in, for seven months in the cities. That was riots when they're burning things down. The in Capitol Hill now we're hearing the the all the testimony. The FBI have, has announced they didn't they didn't find a single gun. That's not the case in BLM riots. Um, there's there's footage of the police opening the doors and welcoming people in. There's 36 officers that have been charged with assisting the the protesters that day. This was a staged coup. It was it was staged to to make it look like it was an insurrection. The reality is the real insurrection or a proper definition of an insurrection is when you're trying to take over a country. Well, what do we have for seven months? People marching the streets, burning the streets, saying, burn it down. We need to to start over. We need to overturn this country. That's an insurrection. When they go into city streets and go into an area and they put up barriers and they say, we are a new country. That's what they said with Chop and, and Chaz. That is an insurrection. And that was supported and funded by the very people that are trying to prosecute what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. Okay. And and they go, well, but no one's ever broken into the Capitol. Yes, they have several times before within our generation. When Brett Kavanaugh was, the hearings were going on, they didn't just break in. They went all the way into, they were standing there during the, the, uh, the voting. They were standing there during the hearings. They got all the way in and no one chased out the, the, the Senate. They didn't go, the Capitol police didn't just rush them off. In fact, now that we have the timeline, the police rushed them off in, on January 6th. They rushed them out before many people were even in the Capitol, almost as if they knew that they were supposed to be there. Could that be the reason the police opened the doors and welcomed them in? Because the protesters weren't actually going in at first no. until they were welcomed in. And then it was like, oh, yeah, look, they're all over the place. There was less than 100 people out of 300,000. That's not the, the, the same numbers that we see when we look at what went on with BLM and we see that there there was there was thousands of people and thousands of people riding. Yeah, true. But there is a difference oh, between those two things. Really? There is the, <laughs> the driving agenda of the culture at the moment and a large degree of driving agenda in the visible church, the issue of melanin. See, and the oppression. Wait. So that that validates one and certainly is not applicable in the other. Well, the thing is, is that that's not actually true because there's actually more white people that are marching in Black Lives Matter protests than blacks now. Interesting. Black Lives Matter, the organization, had to take down their goals. Why? Because oh, I know, yeah. many African-Americans saw that the goals of Black Lives Matter are for the destruction of the black family, of the very things that they know the, the black communities need. Strong family and education. And their goals were to destroy the patriarchal family, to support single mothers not to get a job or take care of their kids. No, support single mothers that they can go out and protest to, I know. you know, it, right. it was it was everything against what they need. And many blacks started to realize that it was it was many blacks who pulled away. And now you got whites that are going, well, we got to still march. Well, I, I understand what you're saying is absolutely true. It is factual. Nevertheless, the power of optics that's in play. No, it is the power of gaslighting. What is oh, gaslighting? True. 
<laughs> uh, gaslighting. We used to back when Bill Clinton was president. You may have heard the term "tell a lie long enough, and people will believe it's true." That is what he did. He kept saying the same things over and over. That what what he was doing was just a, his in private, and he would you know when he was having an affair, things like this, and and you know giving away government secrets to the Chinese. The, these were not supposed to be big deals. And he told a lie over and over saying this was just, this is just personal relationships, you know, working with the Chinese and giving them satellite technology they didn't have. (laughs) But the the reality is gaslighting is from a movie where basically what happened was this husband wanted to drive his wife nuts. So what he was doing was they would have back when they they had a gaslight for the, for lights, he would turn the, the lights down and tell her that they're bright and turn it up and say that they were dim. And he would keep doing this until she started to question her own sense of reality. She started to wonder, she couldn't tell now because he kept telling her it was bright when it when she didn't think it was bright or wasn't bright when it was. He drove her nuts to where she couldn't trust her own version of reality. That is what gaslighting is. And that's what we have, bud. What we have is a bunch of people who are trying to in the media who are trying to convince all of us that wearing a mask will protect you from a virus that is that you're using a mask that's not designed for viruses it even says it on the on the packaging this does yeah. not protect against viruses but everyone thinks well i gotta wear this there are certain masks that would be more beneficial but those masks are supposed to are supposedly not to be used hmm. so following the science like when when we look at the testing of, of a virus and we test it and we spin so many cycles that we no longer get valid tests. So everyone's positive when they really aren't things like this. So, you know, now all of a sudden Biden's president, we changed the testing cycles. So now we're getting more accurate readings and what's happening. The virus is coming down. The number of cases worldwide. Yeah. Uh, CDC is now using the proper number of cycles to spin for the spinning of the test. Uh, yet many people knew that that was a problem before, uh, complained about it, but were shut up. So the, the reality is, is it's you tell the lie long enough and people will believe it. And that's that's really what we have going on. It's, ga- it's the power of gaslighting. And you see the gaslighting in big tech, in the suppression of anything that goes against their narrative, right? They're, they're sitting and saying, oh, you say that there's election fraud? No, that's that's conspiracy theory. We got to sh- we got to you know, remove that comment. But then when they want to, and they're actually trying to do this, there's a a Republican who is seated in the House of Representatives, won by 22 votes, and the Democrats are still trying to call for an audit to unseat a sitting House of Representatives member with a Democrat after the fact. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, saying to the, the Supreme Court, arguing that to throw out the cases... Because Biden's already sitting in office, and so there's no need to go through this and do an audit everywhere. When we already saw in Michigan's already accepted (laughs) that Trump won Michigan, there's now going to be an audit in Arizona. We'll see what happens there. Pennsylvania, well, that one, they went against the law. That one should have been heard. Uh, so there's three of the states, you know, this, the, the reason they don't want these, the cases heard is because they're trying to unseat a Republican with a Democrat, but they don't want to unseat Biden with Trump, <laughs> which is what should end up happening, you know, if we were to do the audit. So, uh, so that the, the Equality Act is something Christians, we're going to have to be watching 
uh, we'll probably end up having to do an entire show just on the ramifications of the Equality Act. And, and Bud, there's, when we talk about the Equality Act, there is a problem with some of the Christians and their view of the Equality Act. And this is why I think we'll end up having to do a whole show, because there, unfortunately, yeah. are Christians who are trying to support the Equality Act and argue that this is something that, that Christians should get behind. When the Equality Act is going to be something that will will be used to shut down any church that does not support and promote homosexuality. Yeah, the, the whole agenda of the LGBT uh, movement. And, and people need to understand that technically what this does, and this is what just, uh, it, it, the irony is thick. Um, but the, the Equality Act essentially is just adding a couple of phrases to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. They're adding in uh, sexual orientation as a protected class and gender identity as a protected class. The thing that strikes me, and I'm certainly not intelligent enough to explain this, but what are we doing? We're, we're making objective, concrete law using language and words that will enshrine subjectivism as a legally protected ideology, which itself uses, especially now in the postmodern times, use, it, it also uses language and words but in a non-concrete and very fluid fashion. Um, So we're making a concrete law. We're using what the words mean to protect a group that has no concept of a concrete definition of words. It just struck me as as ironic that we're going to do something objectively to legalize subjectivism, uh, contrary to certainly science and contrary to reason. Um, but the, the implications for Christianity are, are dire with this. Um, you think it's going to pass? Do you think we're going to see this? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, th- this is probably, unless, unless the Senate was to require a 60 vote, it's, it's going to be like, just like the, um, the stimulus bill that's going to go down party line and Harris will be the, the making the difference and she'll, she'll do the tie breaking vote. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, they're, what they're trying to do is to enforce the, the their way of thinking, their agenda on all of us. And, and what the Equality Act is going to do is going to legalize and enforce gaslighting. It's, yeah. it's going to take a whole generation because they're going to put this. Is, they're going to drive this into the schools. And why do I think that this is the number one concern that we should have as Christians? What is my big issue with the Equality Act? And I said, we'll probably do a whole episode on this, but what I see with the Equality Act is this. The Equality Act, the agenda behind it, is to get the country justifying the hatred of Christians. And once they can do that, once they make a scapegoat of one group of people, and people think it's acceptable to hate people for any, whatever the reason is, you're only one step away to the arrest and killing of mass people. People feel justified to be able to hate Christians right now because of these views that they have, that they say we should have. And because of that, this is no different than what happened in Nazi Germany. You had, a, you had someone that to, to stay in power, he made scapegoats of the Jewish people, and once that started, Hitler could not stop the train he started. 
Because the moment he stopped using the Jewish people as a scapegoat, that's when he didn't have the unity of all the different groups of people. It was, it's no different than in the Arab world where they all hate Israel for the sake of keeping themselves together. If they, if they stopped hating Israel, they would start warring with one another. What one keeps another. the unity in all those Arab states? Their hatred for Israel. It's no different with Nazi Germany. They hated the Jews. He created a hatred for the Jews so he could keep power. But that has to constantly be escalated, escalated, escalated until it comes to the mass termination of six million Jewish people. This is and, what we're headed for in this country is it's just not going to be Jewish people. It's going to be Christian because you're seeing the mass hatred the, the encouraging and the indoctrination of mass hatred for a group of people known as Christians, and that will end in their death. Yeah. The um, just unthinkable lunacy of uh, being able to go on, uh, you know, a, a, a website and order Mein Kampf, but you can't order Dr. Seuss. Now, if you go read a book like The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, which you've just referenced, what do you see in the history of, of Hitler's rise there? Well, one of the things was we've got to get rid of all the propaganda. So you see book burnings. We got that And today. it was only a little step from burning books to burning bodies. Yep. This is where it leads. Correct. Correct. Well, let, let's, do, let's do one other. I want to pick one. Um, there's, Why? There's, it's your show. No, I just want to pick one, but I, I'll do that after this commercial. But uh, what I want to pick up afterwards is the number of executive orders. You sent me an article on the executive orders, and let, let's let's tackle that one right after this break. The good news is Striving for Eternity would love to come to your church to spend two days with your folks teaching them biblical hermeneutics. That's right, the art and science of interpreting scripture. The bad news is somebody attending might be really upset to discover Jeremiah 2911 should not be their life verse. To learn more, go to strivingforeternity.org to host a Bible interpretation made easy seminar in your area. All right, you can contact us if you'd like to have one of those seminars. You know, I'm coming down to Florida soon, but maybe uh, we'll be in Florida on May uh, 7th. Um, in Orlando area, we'll be at Beulah Baptist Church May uh, 7th and 8th to do a Snatch them from the Flames seminar. That's in Winter Garden, Florida. Anyone that's in that area, Winter Garden, Florida, you could contact Beulah Baptist Church and... We are going to be doing uh, Justin Peters, myself, Anthony Svestro. Our Snatching from the Flames is our discernment conference. It covers topics like interpreting the Bible, sufficiency of Scripture, discerning false teachers, identifying uh, or uh, identifying false teachers, and then we do two sessions on social justice, giving a history and identifying social justice. So uh, that's going to be May seventh. But you know, who knows? I'm going to be in the area. Maybe maybe we could do a Bible interpretation made easy seminar. At your church, Bud, in Jacksonville. We, we should talk to your pastor about that. <laughs> hey, Andrew, you're listening? Please do. All right. So <laughs> let, let's talk about, there's a, a CNN article that you sent me that was covering the number of, of um, Biden executive orders. Okay, now. Of, now yeah, and the, this is as of. February 25th. Uh, February 25th. And, and that's important to note because he's, he's writing executive orders at a record pace. And just so people understand, when, when we're saying a record pace, Joe Biden 
did uh, 41 executive orders in his first month, his first month of office. Now, just as a comparison, because remember, Joe Biden accused Trump, said that Trump was a, was a tyrant and a dictator based base. The reason he was a a tyrant dictator was because of the number of executive orders. The number of executive orders is what he said makes a tyrant. Donald J. Trump averaged 55 executive orders a year. A year. Biden is on a pace to break that in a little over a month. (laughs) Well, Andrew, I mean, Brother, Biden has to. He's got to undo all of the four years of executive orders of that evil guy, Orange Man Trump. You you don't understand. That's right. Now, let's look at where some of these executive orders that he overturned that were Trump's. When we look at them, it's very interesting. Number one, now, when you, when you look at the, the, the overall actions, Biden has done 13 uh, executive orders dealing with coronavirus. Now, that makes sense. The virus supposedly is this big thing. And and Trump supposedly, according to Biden, had no plan for the, there was no plan for coronavirus. And everything Trump was doing was wrong. And uh, Trump had a number of executive orders dealing with coronavirus as well. But out of the 13 that Biden did, only two reversed it, Trump's plans. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, sounds like what he did was just expand what Trump did. However, when it comes to immigration, there, there were... I, I said that wrong. There were there's two coronavirus uh, reversals, reversals and yeah. 13 new exec, other executive orders dealing with coronavirus. Yeah. When it comes to immigration, out of the 11 total Biden executive orders that were done, nine of them were focused on overturning what Trump did. In fact, there was an article I read this morning in Arizona where the the border the chief of border patrol basically put out a statement saying that these they're having a problem at the border and they're saying this is Biden's problem they had it under control with with Trump and so now it's a problem and he's blaming it all on Biden why because Biden reversed the Trump policy that got it under control that's the number one thing when it, you look at this list of reversals where Biden's focus was on reversing immigration why he wants to take 10 million illegals and make them legal this year and giving them voter rights. He wants all these people coming in at the border and making sure they can vote. You know, one of the brilliant things that people don't really know because it wasn't advertised, back when Barack Obama was president, Barack Obama was pa- wanted to pass an amnesty bill. I don't know if you remember this, bud. He proposed an amnesty bill. And it was going to make citizens of all these illegals in the country. It was interesting because the Republicans back then controlled the House, the House and Senate. And they had come up with a bill that was identical to Barack Obama's bill except for one thing. Just one. Everything Barack Obama said he wanted, they gave it all to him except for one thing. The people that got amnesty would never be allowed to vote in a U.S. election. It went to Barack Obama's desk and he vetoed it. So that tells you the one reason that Barack Obama has his immigration policy. And it's the same thing with with Joe Biden. It's the very reason. They're just looking for new voters. That's it. Because if Barack Obama really cared about all these things with with the people there that he was wanted to give them amnesty, he would have given it to them, but he didn't want it without their voting rights. That's the thing. And it is interesting. You've probably seen the memes that are going around how the media changes the names. You know, we have the same children that were put in cages under Barack Obama. And those pictures were used to say that this is what Trump did 
Yeah. And it was a Barack Obama policy. And now that we, we they're arguing for the freedom and what's brought, what's Biden doing? He's putting them in the cages again, but now they're, they're family facilities they're, or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're welcome centers. They're well, not cages. <laughs> they're <laughs> uh, congratulations. You're here. Yeah. I mean, all, all that's changed is the name you call it. It's no, it, you know, they're, they're now went from children in cages to welcome centers. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that when you, you look at Biden has done, and just as a comparison, um, when when you look at this, the other presidents by February 25th, Biden has the lead with 41 executive orders compared to Trump at 24, Obama at 26, and Bush at seven, just to look yeah. at the last four. <clears throat> so Biden has almost double what Trump did in the same time frame. Now, now from looking at that, Trump did... He averaged 55 a year. So he did half of all the ones that he did that, that first year. And, and, you know, for the same reason, he undid many of what Obama executive orders did. And, and I think that executive orders are, are actually a kind of a problem. Executive orders are a way of getting around Congress. And what we see here is that it's, it really does. It, yes, the next president can overturn them. And, and it, that happens. And that's why you have so many in the in the first month that these guys would do, and then it, then it slows up. But when when Biden made such a big deal of of claiming that Trump was a tyrant because of the number of executive orders, and he 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 pales in comparison to Bill Clinton when it comes to executive orders. I think Bill Clinton had a hundred more than he did. Uh, Obama had more than Trump. So when you look at this, you see that Biden's arguments. I mean, the media is not going to say this, of course, but Biden's arguments that Trump is a tyrant because of this, and yet not so much with him. This is the thing that we have to understand, though, as Christians, is we look at this and we look at it as truth. We have a bearing where we are recognizing things that are true. We have to understand that our culture does not. Our culture doesn't care anymore what's true and what's not. Our culture is looking at what feels right. There's a big difference there. There's a big difference because of the fact that we have we have the Word of God, something that we stand upon, something that we're going to look at and say, this teaches us everything that we need for faith and practice. This is what we go to. Why? Because we call it God's Word. God has spoken. The creator of the universe, the one who establishes the authorities, the, the those that are in Congress, those that are ru- the, the rulers over us, God establishes that. So God dictates how we should run things. And we look at this and say we should be standing on truth and justice. And we have people marching on the streets declaring justice as they promote injustice. As, as they're burning down other people's property, they're... Cl- and, and that's the irony also. They, they go and oppress other black people, demanding that they're being oppressed. Who's oppressing them? You are. You're your fellow blacks when you're burning down their properties. Yeah. But the thing but that, is... That's just another little element of the whole agenda, that there is no private property. Everything needs to belong. I mean, this is a move towards, you know, a socialistic uh, social structure. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is, is that we have a core difference, a, a major philosophical difference in our culture of how we view things. We as Christians look for truth, justice based on the nature of God. Yeah. And our culture is saying we want truth and justice based on the nature of self. Well, I mean, they're driven by the big three, you know, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. This this is the basis for their agenda uh, as 
we read Nadler earlier, uh, you know, God doesn't matter. His will is irrelevant. I think that's why MacArthur in the last week or two, I, I don't remember which sermon, and I've heard it a couple of times from him, so he's he's echoed himself with it. He's like, you know, here in America, we're not used to um, a, a monarchy. Uh, we don't have a monarchy. We do now. We have a king now. Um, it's headed that way. This whole thing of huh? it's headed that way. You yeah. know, it's, it's headed. Mean, this whole thing of executive orders indicates that. Yeah, uh, you, you don't need Congress to legislate. You really don't need the Supreme Court, who is merely legislating themselves. Uh, so you you manage. Uh, you know, you you legislate by fiat. So. Yeah, I mean, th- this is one where what you end up seeing is it 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 becomes, unfortunately, <clears throat> whether people recognize it or not, it, it becomes a dictatorship. The problem is with Biden, we don't know who the real dictator is because we don't know who's the one actually pulling the strings when he's awake. And okay, they prop him up, <clears throat> but you know, I mean, do you, you you see how the, he he t- when he gets time to taking questions from a live audience, all the media cuts away. <laughs> They cut the feed, or, or it was the White House that cut the feed. Yeah. So, so let's try to get to one more before we end the show. And I, I want to I deal with this one. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire. Boston public schools suspend advanced class enrollment test. Say too many students in them are white or Asian. Uh-oh. <clears throat> yeah, you can't have that. In other words, if, if there's too many people in the advanced class that are white and Asian and they're they're not black, that means there must be something wrong with the the classroom, right? It, there's, there's, it's got to be something wrong with them and not, you know, or, or with the students, not with those that, that, that are pushing this cultural uh, agenda. <clears throat> and that's that's going to be the thing that we see here. So so who's being punished by this? You're, you're not promoting the the blacks that they say they want to help. What, what this is doing is hurting those whites and Asians that are studying hard. Why is it that there's so many whites and Asians? Because you have more whites and Asians promoting education, and you don't have that in black communities. What's being promoted in black communities is anything but education right now. So I think that this is an interesting article uh, when it comes to the fact that what we call a minority is no longer what we would think is a minority. You know, but when my kids went to school went to college, you had a list of things you could get scholarships for. One of the things you could get scholarships for is if you are a minority. If you're in a minority group, you could get scholarships. So both of my kids applied for different scholarships, being that their mother is born in Hong Kong, making her an Asian, which would be a minority, you'd think? Minority, Because there's less of them here. In two different scholarships, we got rejected and the reason was Asians are not a minority. And I challenged one of them and said, why are there, there's fewer of them. Why is they, why are they not a minority? The response I got back was they're smart enough. I, I was like, but minority has nothing to do with how smart you are. It, it has to do with the numbers, minority versus majority. <clears throat> when you say minority, it should be the fewer people. Yeah. And that's not what we see here. So this is more about a political agenda. So what are they going to do? Well, there's obviously too many whites and Asians. 70% of the students that were enrolled in the program were white or Asian, even though nearly 80% of Boston's public school students are Hispanic and black. And so therefore, we're going to punish those that study hard to benefit those that don't know. It doesn't benefit those. What it is, is dumbing everybody down. That's what we see. And as Christians... 
We should not be looking to dumb people down. We should be looking to lift people up. This is a, a major difference that I think we need to, to recognize. And in, uh, as Christians, I think this is a major thing we need to be looking to promote and to, to explain to people, is that we are to be people that build others up. We recognize that we're all sinners, but we also recognize we all need God. We need God's forgiveness. And, and for that reason... We need to be able to stand up on truth. We need to be able to say to a lost and dying world that, yes, you're a sinner, but God made a way of escape. God himself came to a cross and died died on that cross that we, he, we might be set free. This is the, the freeing message of the gospel. This is the message that overturns oppression. Have you been oppressed? Every single one of us can say how growing up we've been oppressed in one way or another. And the way you are oppressed doesn't compare to the way I was oppressed. But to me, my oppression is going to be the only one that matters because that's what I experience. And yours is going to be the only one you experience. So it's going to matter to you. But here's this reality. There's only one way to really truly overcome the oppression that we grew up with. And that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is the the reality. And we have a, a bunch of people that want to dumb everything down to the lowest common denominator. Why? Very simple reason. It's easier to control them. This is nothing more than what we see in Scripture, that you, you have corrupt people because they have a sin nature, and what they're doing is they want to corrupt, they want to, to keep everyone under their control so they can have more power. We know that power in the hands of wicked people is a bad thing, and what Scripture would tell us is, yes, we submit to the government, but the government is there to be a tool of God. And in our country, at least, while we still can, we are supposed to, because we have the right to, hold our government accountable. And that's what we should be doing. We look at all this, and we have a couple different reactions that we can have, bud. And this is how we started the show, is the fact that there's far too many Christians that are so focused on the political nature of this. Yeah and not the spiritual. I've been saying this for a while. I'll continue to say this with so many Christians so worried about everything going on politically in in the state of this country, the economics, the lockdowns, all this. This is the best time to be alive as a Christian. There's oh, this no This is a glorious time. Th- there's uh, no it, other it really time, is. bud. There's no other time like this. There's no other time where people have been in such fear so worried and have nowhere else to turn. They know they can't turn to the government. They know the government doesn't have the answers. They're throwing their hands up and they want to th- ter- overturn the government. That a real insurrection, by the way, overturn the government because they they want they they, they know the government in its current state isn't going to work. And they're like, "What do we do? What do we do, Christians? We have the answer. We have the answer for them. The answer is the gospel." And there's nowhere else for them to turn to ignore the fact that this is the truth anymore. We have a glorious time to be alive and share the gospel. And the more we do that, may it be that God will create a revival in this country. Yeah. And that there'll be so many Christians that the politicians will pretend to be Christian again just to get elected. And they'll push Christian values again. Because here's some a brilliant thing my wife said, uh, Bud, was you look at Disney, they're now ca- canceling the Aristocats and all these others. Not just Dr. Seuss. They're, Disney should really cancel Disney. I mean, just cancel the whole thing. Okay? But what are they doing? They're canceling all the things that used to have good, wholesome value so that the only thing we're left with is their propagandist junk. Yeah. They, they want to get rid of every all the stuff that people want and so is wholesome so that there's nothing left but the junk that pushes their agenda. And that's what that's really what we see going on. 
So this and is that a, agenda could not be more distinct from the truth that we have in the gospel, the, the truth that we have in Scripture. I mean, I thought last year was just a wonderful uh, evangelistic opportunity. Uh, you had a target-rich environment. Go talk to everybody wearing a mask. What are you afraid of? They're afraid of dying. Why are you afraid of dying? Because you know. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to to um, to explain the gospel, to give the gospel. Uh, there's hope. Uh, you don't have to fear death. Uh, death has been conquered. You can be forgiven. So I thought that was a wonderful thing last year. That's spilling over this year, this year as well. But what we really see going on, certainly between uh, – the culture and the church, there's a distinction. And within the church itself, the Lord is clarifying. You're quickly able to identify, and I think you're going to be more quickly able to identify, the true church from the visible, superficial church. Um, what a wonderful thing. The Lord is, is, uh, is, is pruning his church. He is, it is going to grow. We don't fear the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Um, we're called to be faithful, and part of that is uh, understanding we are salt and we are light, and it couldn't be any darker out there. I mean, it's a wonderful time. It is. It is. And so my encouragement to those of you listening is this. Don't, don't get depressed. Don't get upset. Don't be worried. This is a great time to be alive. This is a time for us to share the gospel. And, and, and I think that what we're going to find is many— of many of us who do evangelism has found people are more receptive now than than oh, I've yeah. seen in a long time. You're you're no longer getting the middle of the road people. I mean, it's really really clear. You start sharing the gospel, somebody either shuts you down really quick or they're receptive. It's no longer where there's that. Okay, I'm going to listen and walk away anyway. It really yeah. hasn't been, and so this is a great time. It's you know to share the gospel. And do what God calls us to do. Don't worry about the government. You know, if the government falls apart, the government falls apart. But guess what? We still have Christ. So that would be my encouragement to you. And just as a reminder uh, to, you know, to consider, as I mentioned earlier, just promote again, go to MyPillow.com. Check out all the products they have. We, they offer some deep discounts. Just go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code SFE. Not only are you getting great products, you're supporting a, an American company that is stuff that's made here in America, hires here in America, uh, but you're getting a company that is, well, you, if you know anything about MyPillow, he's been under attack because of his conservative views and his support for President Trump. He's been removed from all of the, uh, not all, but many of the retailers. And that's one of the reasons uh, he, we're working with him now is the fact that uh, the, he's he is finding other ways to get the message out of his products. And that is something that we want to support because while we love his products, uh, love the I love my pillow. I plan on getting more products. I'm actually Bud. What I'm planning to do, my wife and I talked about when when he came under attack for his his conservative values, and they started trying to cancel him. My wife and I have decided that we're we're going to start buying Christmas presents early, and we're we're probably going to be buying people my, my pillows for Christmas. And I mean, it's a great time to do it because they're less than they're, they're forty dollars off a pillow right now. So if you want to go and get yours, you can call one eight hundred eight seven three zero one seven six. That's eight hundred eight seven three zero one seven six. I'll have that in the show notes, and make sure to use the promo code SFE. And you know what, Bud? Sir, 
That's a wrap. This podcast is part of the Striving for Eternity ministry. For more content or to request a speaker or seminar to your church, go to strivingforeternity.org. Maybe we should maybe we should buy a whole bunch of Mr. Potato Heads and give them away as, uh, you know, like have a contest. When the first, when I first saw, and it was the day that all the nonsense started with Dr. Seuss, I, I looked on websites trying to find those books, the six. Mm-hmm. I was going to buy a bunch of and everybody, they're all gone. They're all so they had done it, announced it, and then the nonsense. Or, or everyone did like you did and said, "I better get one before it's." Well, <clears throat> it'll be a collector's it was, item. Yeah. Look, it was okay for Michelle Obama to, you know. Yeah, I found that picture yesterday and posted yeah. it. That morning. Michelle Just, Obama reading the Dr. Seuss book that. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.